If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We're grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Today's topic is one that comes from three different buildings. So I this keeps coming back up, so mm. we got to do an episode on it. So thank you to Lyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. So here's the question, Colleen. Can you think of a time you admitted you weren't good at something and needed someone else's help? Oh, and needed someone else's help. I admit I'm bad at things all the time um, to admit that I need somebody else's help. So I would say professional, like, you know, that I've said a million times, nobody wants to be my art partner. I think I just said it to you five minutes ago. Like (laughs) nobody wants to be my partner in an art project on our previous podcasts. I've talked about my lack of art abilities. So we all know that, but, um, professionally speaking, like the reason why my business partner is my business partner is because she has gifts and talents and training and not, not just her professional training, but even her disposition as a human being and how she deals with people and conflict. It balances me out. And we, if you've ever met Crystal and you've met me, you can see that our personalities are very opposite and that's why we work well together. And I I do need people like that in my life because um, I'm not, I'm not exactly um, easygoing. We'll just say. (laughs) Well, well, this is, okay. So this is the body of Christ. We complement one Uh another by being team. Um, uh, There's a whole leadership theory. Team leadership theory is about this, is about building a team based on each other's strengths and leaning into each other as colleagues, as opposed to being the boss at the top. Uh, But there's a whole theory on this, but it came up. Oh, go ahead. Well, uh, not, not only that, but, but it's actually truthful in history. I don't know if you've ever read the team of rivals, the story of Abraham Lincoln and his cabinet. And he he was one leader that surrounded himself with people who opposed him, people who had different views than him, who had different skills than him. I very much believe in doing that. That's how you find balance. You can't have a team of people who think exactly the same way you do and say yes to exactly the same things you do. There has to be balance. It's the best way to lead. That is my opinion. So... (laughs) Well, and I, I love that, but it makes people really uncomfortable. But I think here's the call. Sure. I didn't even get to the idea yet, but here's here's a, okay. a sidebar. Is I think the call is to find the colleague who you don't see eye to eye with. There's something to learn from them. They're doing something mm-hmm. differently than you are doing it, and they are still successful. So finding what their strength is and trying to learn from them is is really an intriguing uh, 
notion. But the the concept here comes from early elementary. So I've had various conversations over time with different leaders and different teachers who have said this to me. And most recently, it came from Petra from St. Peter and Paul. She teaches first grade and she was really excited to tell me this is in Ionia, Michigan. She was excited to tell me about how she, as the first grade teacher, has been working closely with the kindergarten teacher and the second grade teacher, so the grades above her and below her, so that they could lean into their strengths. So they decided to do their planning together so that for English language arts, they could do different group activities by splitting up kids differently and working with each other so that they had some consistency in learning. So, uh, for example, there might be one of those teachers is phenomenal at doing vowel teams or another one is great at uh, organizing literature circles so that kids are reading similar books in different groups or something. So they're really working with each other for the planning in kindergarten, first and second so that they can lean into each other's planning strengths. But then I want to give some credit to Mr. Aman is the principal at St. Columba Catholic School in the Diocese of San Diego. Years ago, he was teaching me about departmentalization in elementary schools. And, uh, you know, my research topics have been around micro schools and small, sustainable Catholic schools and how it's okay if you hire a couple of teachers in elementary and one has a science background and one has a social studies background and one has a math background, like maybe those are their minors and they can um, help plan or even have kids trade classes. So it's very strange. You know, we assume that every first grade teacher can teach and should teach all subject areas to the first graders. But uh, Mr. Aman's research was showing that it's actually okay to have departments. It's okay for the kids to go to someone else for their math instruction. Like it's okay to do that. If by design you're doing it well, it's okay for, for young children to have more than one teacher. I mean, this is why you don't become, this is why we have elective classes, even in elementary. You don't have to be the Spanish mm-hmm. teacher, the art teacher, the PE teacher. You can strategically build build around it. So some of this is in the control of the principal, but other times in the case of Petra, she she just leaned into her colleagues um, to do this. This, this also happened. So th- third shout out is to uh, St. Teresa of Avila. They... They have one classroom that is TK1, and then the other one is second grade, third grade. And they switch classes for their phonics and their reading instruction because those teachers are really playing to their strengths as well. So you probably, among you, have one teacher who's phenomenal at phonics, for example, and the other teachers either are learning from that teacher or it's okay to share your students and have them play to their strengths because that's going to be a more sustainable instructional pattern for these kids anyway to have some similarities in how they're they're being instructed with these core concepts like phonics. Okay. All right. So as that, I'm Colleen? sitting here, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to you talk and I'm taking notes and I'm sure I'm making faces at you because I'm like my gears are turning here in my head. Um, there are so many teachers who, when I'm, do, when I'm meeting teachers around the country, um, there are many teachers who say, you know, that this all, this is all fine and good, but wow, the planning that's going to take, oh my goodness, the amount of time it's going to take to plan all of that. So if there were, and there's, gosh, if there were a way for teachers to be able to co-plan things, um, mm-hmm. that would be amazing uh, to, 
I also recently met with a teacher who said that she knows that one of her strengths is not being able to measure out how much time it's going to take. So even when she does plan things, she ends up having to plan and then replan and and it's exhausting. So I love the idea of planning things together as a team. I think that's a fantastic thing. And Colleen, have you worked with teachers? I love when they're vulnerable enough to share these things with me, but um, I worked with a group of teachers a number of years ago who all admitted to me they're elementary and they didn't have deep science background. And then Uh as uh, more rigorous science curriculum expectations were rolled out, they realized they weren't teaching enough science. Like they, if you are in a self-contained elementary classroom and your strength isn't science or isn't social studies, you might just not be doing enough instructional minutes with it because you feel more comfortable in reading instruction or math. So you might not be doing it well. Um, and you might need someone with a science background to be able to work with you so that you feel more comfortable in that space or let them teach the science class. I mean, I I think that's more of the uh, work smarter, not harder philosophy of let's play to our strengths as a team of teachers so that kids can get the best instruction. So, and I have to give a shout out to a school here in Phoenix. So Our Lady of Mount Carmel here in um, Tempe, Arizona. Um, I have a, a good friend there, Mary Beth Halen, who teaches can't remember. I think it's fifth grade, but she, she teaches math to two grade levels and she doesn't teach reading to those two grade levels. And part of that is because, I mean, you think, oh, well, elementary fourth grade reading, like fifth grade literature, come on, how hard can it be? But when you know that that is not your strength, then, then why wouldn't you go with your strength and teach the, the math? So she loves teaching math. She's good at teaching math. She has data to prove she's better at teaching math. So thank God there's a principal who says, hey, we're going to create a schedule where everybody can teach to their strengths. So that that works. Another, you know, I was recently having another conversation I where, I, again, in, a, in the most perfect world, which we don't have a lot of resources to be hiring co-teachers, but I've been finding this more and more when you hire co-teachers to go in and assist regular classroom teachers um, to help kids that have uh, special education needs even or help with station rotation or whatever, often those teachers have different strengths. And I think I think I just heard the bell. So I think we're <laughs> once again, we're, we're going to shelf we're, yeah. co-teaching. <laughs> Yeah, we, we'll come we are, back to but, it another um, day. Honestly, thanks for the energy boost because those ideas just came out of five or six dioceses just in this conversation. Yeah. So we love exploring mm-hmm. your ideas, affirming your efforts everywhere. So keep those coming in. Keep the topics coming in. Tune into our next episode as we talk more about great ideas from all of you. We will see you next time. <laughs>